The following podcast is brought to you by Astro Panda Productions. For more information or to find other great shows, visit astropandaproductions.com or visit the Astro Panda Productions page on blogtalkradio.com. Welcome. Scissors podcast. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Gaming with Scissors podcast. I'm your host Nitro Weasel 3K and I've been talking about Krampus all week at work. Do they let you do that? Uh no. They get, they actually got, I got, I got in a little bit of trouble for talking about Krampus at work. They wrote because, you up about beating children. No, this, this lady that I work with, uh, put a Christmas tree up, uh, and she's like a, like one of them weird Christians. I'm not going to get into it, but you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, she put a Christmas tree up and she's like, if anybody wants to bring in their ornaments, uh, you can put it on this tree. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I sent a picture of my, to my boss of this awesome Krampus ornament I found online. Where he looks like a Satan. He's like all red and he's like he's like holding a child out. Like one arm is like straight out, holding a child by its leg, and the kid is just screaming, and in his other hand there's a big old switch. <laughs> like he's just ready to hit this kid with it. I was like, hey, this Christmas. This is my Germanic heritage in Christmas. Can I bring this in? He just responded with, I'd rather not spend the rest of the day in HR. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a dangerous invitation just to be like, hey everyone, bring in your Christmas ornament. Right, yeah. So it's okay because I was like, "Can we celebrate Yule instead?" And he was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "All I got to do is kill a pig in here." <laughs> and he said that we was fine. A, we need as a long as blood everywhere. <laughs> he said it was fine as long as I like didn't have a weapon or bother anybody while I was doing it. So you're gonna have to like choke this pig out or like just right. like stomp it. Yeah, I just want to be like, "Why you want this pig to suffer? What's wrong with you? You're you're a crazy man. You're the bad thing. You're Not you're the bad man." What do you, what do you, what do you, some kind of Krampus? Just looking to beat living things? Which, by the way, so I really, really, really hope, uh, since we'll all be dead in 2019 from whatever the hell our government does to us, uh, I really, really, really hope that uh, all, well, I hoped, see, because I thought this through, I hoped that all of our senators get visited by Krampus this year. But for some reason, I feel like a giant beast man that comes and beats you with a switch on your ass. Probably something they might be into. So I don't know. It all depends on the age of the beast man. Well, and here's the thing. He does take you to uh, hell, but it's full of bad children. So, I mean, mm. <laughs> that's a double, that's a double bad. It's I a don't double know. Bad. Some of those politicians might like that situation. That's you what I mean, it? man. I don't, I don't know if I can, uh, in all good graces, be like, hey, I hope Krampus comes to visit you because that might be what you're into. And I'm, I'm not trying <laughs> to get into like why you like what, letting your wife uh, slap your weird old wrinkly balls around with a uh, belt. I don't think I need to get into that with you <laughs> or anybody. So, uh, you know, government, baby, yeah. <laughs> this this episode is going to turn rule. There's no, no, Hasht- no hash- hashtag, hashtag no, no politics. Is that out the? That's out the window. Do we need to have? A, we have a warning right here. 
I'm 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 literally dying under the weight of crippling depression for like the last month. So I'm gonna be a lot of fun this entire episode. <laughs> so this is a warning. This is the warning here. Everybody ready to have a real sad night? I am. I'm gonna have a positive night no matter what because I'm gonna pray to my Lord and Savior, Predator Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. So Sean and I just found out that apparently. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm joined by uh, by Sean Piper and uh, Ricky Steelman, both of uh, Ricky of Astro Panda fame and Sean of Nerd Life TX, as well as semi Astro Panda fame, as famous as this <laughs> podcast and his other podcast is. There you go. Um, so uh, yeah, so Sean and I were talking earlier about how we keep seeing these weird, this like weird imagery predator as uh jesus for some reason like oh, there's all these like <coughs> so this this harkens back to i think okay so i looked up it's like three years ago maybe i think it was three years ago uh i was at a flea market with two other guys and we were looking around this is in uh up in fort worth dallas area and uh we come across they, there's a lot of like uh there's a lot of people that sell like religious imagery which is cool you know they got paintings and then they have statues and they have you know, tables, whatever, everything. So that's that's cool, though. But we come across a vendor that is selling, like, Jesus statues and, like, statues of, of saints and all this other stuff. But mixed in with all of the saints is a predator. <laughs> it's like a fucking, like, one... It's like a one-eighth scale porcelain painted predator. It's just standing next to Jesus and, and Mary and then some other guys. And I, I, I just blew me away. I'm like, why is there a predator here? And we, I posted up on Facebook a long time ago. And then the caption I always use is one of these things is not like the other, but it turns out today across Facebook, I found somebody that had a tattoo of Jesus, but with the predator, like crab mouth. And it didn't make any sense, <laughs> but now it does make sense. Cause it's predator. Jesus. That's Predator Jesus. So, so Sean and I today, uh, we started writing uh, entries for the Predator of Jesus Bible. Okay. Uh, and I would like to bless everyone listening to this now uh, for their, their holiday with our, our, our quotes from Predator Jesus Bible. Uh, please, please bow your heads and uh, hold hands with the people next to you. Close your eyes. It doesn't matter if you're driving. Nothing matters. Please, please close your eyes if you're driving. It'll, yeah, it'll we're not going to make it to 2019. You might as well go quick. I'm just saying. And uh, this will be me praying over you as the car careens into oncoming trap. <laughs> God. Uh, our Lord and predator, indiv- invisible as he to the eyes of evil men, sanctified are his mouth flaps. For from them come the truth, the way, and the light. Woe be unto the Schwarzenegger who attempt to spread the false prophecy of human life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sean, uh, <laughs> Sean added in, uh, hallowed be his mandibles. Thy lasers come to cut away the to cut away the tongues of all who deceive and lie and preach about the temporarily invisible one. Mean. <laughs> it's so good. So Sean and I were just writing the Predator Jesus Bible today. Blasphemy. It's not. I believe in Krampus. You believe in Krampus and I Predator in the Holy Jesus. Krampus. Predator Jesus and the Holy Krampus. No. This is my life. This is but, <laughs> Maybe it'll make you a more positive individual. That's right. Right. Through Predator Jesus, you can do anything. <laughs> anything. You can, you can be invisible. You can, you can attack soldiers in the woods, whatever. Yeah. You can string up a bunch of Marines for some reason. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh, NSA. Uh, this is, this is all funny talk. This isn't serious. I'm just throwing it out there right now. Don't come to my house talking to me about that. I'll be naked. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a lot of fun. Let's talk about video games. Yeah, guys, video game podcast. We made it. How many minutes in without talking about video games now? We're we're 20 minutes in. We're uh, talking about religion and the government murdering us and (laughs) me coughing. Right. It's okay, though. We're not even eight minutes. So, no, we're not that. We're not we're not we're not rolling too deep yet. Again, we're not good at time. No, that's why I've got a stopwatch up every episode and try to try to keep us under the one hour and a half mark is really my goal at this point. Cause we talk too goddamn much <laughs> just for, for somebody who's as socially awkward as I am. I like to rattle about things this is my, such as my life. Um, okay, cool. So uh, let's, let's, let's get this party started with uh, Ricardo. Hey, Ricardo. Yep. I'm here. I, uh, you might not have heard a lot of me, but I am here. Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's because you didn't have anything to say about our Lord and Savior Predator. No, I, w- I was going to say something. Um, we, uh, my wife and I, started watching the show on Netflix called Dark, and it's a German show. Um, uh, next, Netflix produced actually a series, and it's kind of like an adult version of Stranger Things, and it's got a lot to do with time travel and some crazy shit that goes on. But it's it's in the horror genre, and there was a guy. There's a guy that shows up, and I'm not giving anything away here. Um, that just like kind of lurks and he's got, he looks like Jesus and I call him, I called him wasteland Jesus, like from fallout or something. But <laughs> I was just, I just chuckled when you guys were talking about predator Jesus, but I, I recommend that everybody checks that out. It, it is dubbed in English, but I just, I don't, you lose all the tone and feeling. So I just listened to it subtitled in German. It's better. It's, um, there's no feeling in German. Everyone has a black. Oh, dude, heart. German is like the perfect horror movie tone, dude. It's got well, that's it. Every everything is covered with like steel, and it's all rusty. Uh, dude, and it's and awesome. Centipedes everywhere. It is awesome. I recommend <laughs> that everybody check it out. I mean, if you're you'll be interested in that series within the first three minutes because in the first three minutes, a dude hangs himself right away. A mm-hmm. woman is banging another dude who's married, and it shows uh, breasticles. And uh, yeah, crazy stuff happens right away. So everyone will love it. You guys, you guys hear, you hear first. There's German and boobs and hanging. So does Predator Jesus judge her on her breasticles? Yes, exactly. <laughs> he, he appears We're out of nowhere. What is Predator Jesus's stance on uh, unwed breasticles? <laughs> well, it depends on what he shows up as. If he shows up as the predator then it's not a good, you know, it's going to be like the burning man. It's going to be gonna, a bad time. Yeah, exactly. But if he shows up looking like the dude from the big Lebowski, you know, all is well. Oh, okay. So he's, it's a, it's a transforming. How many Krampus I are in this movie? <laughs> I don't know. I, didn't, I assume that's the pearl of Krampus. <laughs> I would say plus or minus 2.1. <laughs> there's at least two. There, there's at least two Krampesia. Yeah. Yes. That's, Important. That's the plural. Well, and it's German sure. too, right? So the Krampus can fall into that. So yeah. there you go. That's right. Because in Germany, it can't just be St. Nicholas who pulls dead children out of vats of salt. It's also got to be a big spooky de- devil that comes around and hits you with a switch and then drowns you in a river. That's Krampus. That's, Look what it we, up. that's who we root for. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my version of Christmas. Yeah, that's man. what's wrong with me in the head. Yeah, you um, should just put the statue okay. at your desk and worship it, like pray to it while people walk by. 
No, I think I'm just gonna put like a bunch of shit. I'm gonna get like a like a poster of of uh, Odin just riding his magical what like eight legged deer or whatever. I think we talked about this already. Yeah, just make I'm your own do. Mount Olympus. But anyways, what I played this week, <laughs> <laughs> I played a lot. What did actually. you play, Ricky? I played a solid. I would say, well, my my son checked it out at the little pool in the game. How many times we died? And it was like eighteen hundred and seventy something. But uh, Cuphead and Mugman is that the right? pronunciation of that game i think it's just cuphead yeah cuphead there you go so we played cuphead forever and you don't realize how hard that game is like uh, until you try to play with two players because single player i think it's a little easier but i get confused a lot of times because uh if you're using the same attacks and things like that i found i found that it was a lot easier for us to to beat bosses and levels individually than it was together that game is hard as piss. I will say that. It's one of the hardest games I've had to play. But, dude, the graphics, the way the, the cartoony feel is, it's just it's awesome. I will again say it is one of my hands-down favorite like stylistic games. The fact that I can sit there and play through like a, the Tex Avery-style really, really borderline racist cartoons of the 40s. It, it makes <laughs> me feel great. I was about to say, Sean, Sean enjoys the vaguely racist cartoon overtones. <laughs> like, well, at least I'm glad, I'm happy that they they did not go that far with the game. There's no like you know crows on the on the power line and, or like and stuff like people that. People in blackface but or something it, like that. Yeah, there's there's no blackface in the game, so good on the developers for at least keeping a little sense of civility. But yeah, those those cartoons were bad. Like you look yeah. back at them now and you're just like, oh, how did anybody watch these? But. Oh. Well, they tied it together nicely, and I mean, overall fun. It is fun. It's frustrating, but it's fun, and it keeps you. I mean, we played over and over and over again, so it was welcoming to me. Yeah, it's not one of those stupid Dark Souls games that you just you're like, oh god, I hate myself, and then you just go lay in your bed for an hour. That's your favorite. You no, love Dark Souls. No, no, we're not going to talk about that. I I also played uh, Players Underground. Hold on, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> under the sheets is that what you're playing how does it go <laughs> are you are you talking about player unknown battlegrounds yes i know i was just i just oh. Oh, i don't think you did no i played <laughs> you can keep this and i don't care players unknown battleground and one thing about this game you you realize very quickly what type of player you are and i'm the cowardly player that like sneaks around the whole time and uh ricky's just hiding inside uh, of a refrigerator like in, in like a bomb it is house, terrible just <laughs> well it, it's That's so you survive war man and i see one person per round and he kills me every time yep. I, I same think that's killed, how the game works dude i've killed one person i think i've killed one person and it's only because i was able to sneak up behind them and shoot them in the head with a shotgun that's the only person <laughs> that i've killed in the game and every time like there was, a, there was an instance where I went into this little warehouse area and I heard the car, the vehicle coming. And I was like, oh man, I'm just going to camp out here. I want to get in a prone position in the corner. He's going to come in, bow, 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 move on. He walked right in, turned right and shot and I was dead. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Your, your leg was probably sticking through the wall because that game is wonky as hell. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best kind of wonky though. Not as bad as like it's not as bad as like uh, Conan Exiles, where like crocodiles are like flying through the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's which really, which one is game the game is... with the dongs? Is that the it's one Conan Exiles? Okay, or or Rust? 
Either uh, one. Oh, there you go. Right. Hey, we've had dong talking a little bit. Oh man, are we, we're behind quota. We need to catch up. Check mark for dong talk. Um, yeah, that that game. Sean's killed five or six people in that game. Most of them were me. Uh, Sean Sean loves to blow me away when we're on stairs and in a gunfight with somebody else, and then leave me. I couldn't tell who was who. I just that's survival of the fittest. If you get confused, just shoot everyone. <laughs> that's what they teach you. Hit people in. with frying pans. You heard it here first, guys. If you ever get in a situation, make sure you take everyone out. <laughs> shoot at everyone. Last one standing. No witnesses or survivors. That's, That's right. True. And then the last thing I played this week was The Last of Us Remastered. Oh my Yay. God, I love that game. With all, That's my favorite game of all time. I, I had never played it, and then you had recommended it as one of the things to play on the Black Friday episode. So I bought mm-hmm. it for 10 bucks, and it's probably the best $10 I've ever spent. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. And I'm, so, I'm super excited. Um, I don't know if you get, do you guys know who Hannah Hart is? I know that name. Yeah, she runs My Drunk Kitchen. It's like a YouTube oh, channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, like Hannah Hart is one of my like lesbian crushes. Like she's <laughs> gay as a day is long, but I have a I have a thing for her. I have like a soft spot in my heart for like very specific lesbians. My wife makes fun of me for it all the time. Um, and uh, I love her to death. She just announced today she's doing a big announcement panel for The Last of Us 2, which is the weirdest grouping of things, but I'm very excited about it because I love both of those things. <laughs> So apparently she's going to be doing some kind of a panel for the release of uh, of two. I think it's actually coming up here on Saturday. The time she, did she do like voiceover for the game? See, I don't know. My wife asked me that too, and I was unable to verify that she did any sort of voiceover. So it just says she'll be moderating the Last of Us Part 2 panel at PSX. That's cool. So I think she's just kind of acting as the host, which is awesome. Y- you know, I can't, I, I can't get mad at that. But yeah, so Ricky, you enjoyed it? Oh yeah, I loved it. I I loved the gameplay. Um, my my kids were actually is this a zombie game? I didn't even know it was a zombie game, but uh, we 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 played it for about two or two or three hours. Just got lost in it. The gameplay Same. is really nice, and even as a remastered game, the graphics really are are pretty good. Yeah, they're it's it, that game is beautiful, and it's I've never seen a game make me feel so intensely like I was in danger with so little happening on the screen. <laughs> like I'm always just worried I'm going to hear that like. Uh, and I'm gonna have to like gun it. <laughs> like I just I don't know. There's I get super creeped out, but I, I love that game. I powered through that game and its expansion. When I sat down and actually played it, I think I powered through it in like two days, three days. Yeah, it's definitely addictive. Yeah, it's so good. Did you play the any of the multiplayer at all? Uh not yet. I haven't had time for that. Ricky doesn't have internet that can support multiplayer. <laughs> no. It depends if your kids are breathing in the house. They use up too much of the internet. Get off the Wi Fi. Yeah. What you know? What you got to do is you got to have them stand on your roof with your laptop. Hey, you got to stand up, stand up higher, so I can get better internets. Just wrap them with a, you need to wrap them with tin foil and just they, they <laughs> just up there give now. them ex, like two hundred foot extension cords with the signal boosters and just have them walk around the house. <laughs> you got you got mobile Wi Fi now. Go out by the street. Go out by the street. <laughs> That's where the good ones is at. Yeah, there you go. Well, awesome, man. I'm glad you like that game. I'm I'm always excited when people tell me they like that game. Um, just because I, 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 it is near and dear to my heart, and uh, I own more than one copy of it because I, that's one of the only games that I pre-ordered on PS3, and then I bought it again when I bought my PS4, and I've got no shame in that. Like I'm, I was very proud to give them more money for that game because I loved it so dearly. Uh, you have to let me know when you beat it what you think of the ending. 
because the ending is a little intense. And then that leading right up into the the promo and then the newest trailer for the second one is going to blow your mind. If you haven't watched those yet, uh, watch those uh, once you finish this one. Because the the one the one uh, the first Last of Us Two promo will spoil the ending of the the first game. Man, the trailer for the second game is so brutal and uh, yeah. it was so hard to watch. The Clipper was, Wings one, yeah. Oh, I couldn't. Oh. See, that didn't bother me. But again, I'm I'm. You're dead inside, so that's what right. Happens. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a really fun, and I I think we were talking about this beforehand. Like I'm I'm like a really fun cocktail of every horrible thing you can have inside of a human being all at once. So that's good. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel like that it was, uh, it wasn't like, oh, oh, that's too disgusting for me to intake. It was more, oh shit, I'm surprised. I wasn't expecting that. But- I think, I think a lot of it is too, like you can kind of feel it. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those things like as, as it's happening, you're like, yeah, I, my, my arm hurts. <laughs> like- <laughs> well, plus the, the, the uh, character models in that game are so realistic. Yeah, just like the faces and every in the movement, it's just like it felt too real. Yeah, the anguish in their face when something bad happens. But the the first one's like that too. I don't know, Ricky. Have you have you been killed where they've pulled your face apart from the mouth yet? Uh, not yet. <laughs> Most of it's, it's just biting the neck. Oh, it's horrific. Like some of them will grab your face, they'll grab your top and bottom jaw and peel your head back, like peel it in two. <laughs> it's horrifying. You're just like ah ah ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. Um, but that's cool, man. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Um, what else did you play? Uh, I think that was everything uh, other than uh, Mario Run on my phone again. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to play oh, something in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah no, you right. know what, though? Absolutely not. It, it, if, if, if I see you play Mario Run, I'm going to slap your phone right out of your hands. I really don't play it, but it's just fun to like troll a little bit. Get the Nintendo <laughs> out there. Yeah, the, the uh, Wolf and Musselford had been playing Steppy Pants because uh, Jim Sterling was like, oh, yeah, they, that's one of my favorite mobile games. And so Wolf and Musselford heard it on a Jim Sterling video. I was like, I wonder what that is. It's like this really weird game where you you have to like walk by tapping the screen, but you have to make sure your character doesn't step on a crack because if they do, you break your back. <laughs> it's super weird, but it's like it's like this weird freebie mobile game, and it's hilarious. Like we were sitting there watching it, just laughing our asses off. It was pretty funny, so... If you, need, if you need some toilet time gameplay, there you go. Uh, I would do some stepping pants. So, All right, cool. <laughs> We're going to take a really quick break, and then we will be right back so Sean and I can talk at you about what we did, uh, and then we'll jump into our topics, which range from depressing to the worst thing I've ever heard. So that'll be a lot of fun. Hang around for that. It's Christmas. Yay. We are back. Sean Piper, what video games did you play? Oh, uh, I was in a weird mood this week. So I only played two types of video games. I played I played more than two games, but I played two types. And that was one was not in my character at all. And that was Dark Souls style games. And I don't know what kind of bug bit me, but I've just been like, I want to play these. I think I think I was maybe watching somebody on YouTube play something. Maybe it was. Oh, I know what it was. I was watching Monster Factory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with this, and they they do a lot of like stuff with uh, like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, and all those you know from software games are all like the same. So I was like, oh man, I know that I had uh, Lords of the Fallen on my PS4 because it was free because it's a bad game. So mm-hmm. I had that, and <laughs> I decided to start playing it, and I played it for probably about a good two hours, uh, and I think I killed like twelve things. So I, I I was able to go through and. 
I kind of got the hang of it. I, I know that it's like it's like Dark Souls light. It's like a really, really like shitty like ripoff of Dark Souls. Or that's what I hear. I don't know. I've never actually played Dark Souls because I suck at games like that. But uh, so I was playing it, and I just kind of get the hang of it. I was like, all right, cool. And then I killed a couple guys. I was like, oh, this isn't that hard of a game. And then I came to the first guy that was, like, decently powered, and he just, like, stepped on my face. And I didn't understand. I don't understand this. Like, how can you build a game that is very dependent on, like, accurate dodging and rolling when you have the least accurate controls and clunkiest camera ever made? Oh, that game is absolute garbage. I aesthetically, I like that game. Like, yeah, it's I like, really it's, pretty. It's super like good looking. It's all Vikingy. It's sweet looking. And then you play it, and you're like, "Oh wait, this is absolute hot garbage." Like I could not get past the first area. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people who are like avid Dark Souls players are like noob. It's so easy. I just rolled right through it. But I'm not, and I don't want to be because I don't care. I'm not a sadist. Like my brother is trying to get a hundred percent completion on all the Souls games, and he has it on all the existing Souls games, with the exception of Demon Soul. And they're getting ready to shut them servers down, so he's powering through that now. No, I, I just, I understand the allure of Dark Souls because I like challenging games. I, but I like like, like bullet hell games and like platformers that are incredibly difficult. Like I love the angry video game nerd game, like the first one. I really like that. And I like a lot of like Japanese bullet hell games that are all about like pattern memorization or at least being able to recognize patterns. And I like games like that, but I do not like games like dark souls. And I, I I started playing and I was so frustrated myself because I knew I could do it. Cause I, I finally I got to the the first boss, like the first warden, and I could I figured out what his like pattern was fairly quickly, but I kept screwing myself because the controls wouldn't do what I wanted them to do. He would like roll straight into the guy and he, he would one shot me because he has like a power where he like smashes the ground and you're dead. And every time he would do it, I would try to do it to the side and he would roll forward. And I'm like, what the hell? So it's just so frustrating. But I played that game until I beat the first boss and then I deleted it. I was like, I'm done with this. I don't want this. See, everything in that game feels heavy. Like everything is heavy and sluggish. Like you, oh my gosh, yes! He feels like your your guy literally has eight hundred pounds of armor on. It really does, but he doesn't. He's squishy, and it's it's terrible. Yeah. He's just a big blocky man, just rolling around like a big old fat ass. My character was a rogue, and he was he moves so slow. Yeah, it's 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 not it is not my kind of game at all. I can't I can't no. deal with it. But on the flip side of that, I found a game that is very Dark Souls-esque, but it's a pixel art game, and it's 2D, and it's actually really enjoyable to play. And it's called Gloom. I don't... Do I know what that is? I don't know. I don't think so. It's... Uh, I think it recently came out. Um, so basically, I, I didn't pay attention to the story because it was late at night and I didn't care, and I just wanted to try it because I just bought it. And But it's... Um, oh... There was a game that came out a while ago where you're like a little boy, like making his way through like this forest and there's like giant spiders, but you only had like silhouettes of everything. Yeah, I remember. I know what you're talking about. I can't, I can't think what the name of the game but is, yeah. but that's this game is there's no detail. It's literally just silhouettes of your guy and you have a gun and a sword and it's it. It might be Lovecraftian. I'm not 100% sure. It, it comes across kind of as like Bloodborne-esque. 
Um, but it's really, it's really fun. And I had a lot of fun playing it. And it, it seems to be roguelike where, you know, um, you start the game and, you know, you never experience the same thing. And once you die, you lose all your stuff, that kind of game. Real, super frustrating. But the game is fair. Like, if you suck at the game, it's just because you suck at that game. It's not because the game's cheating you. Right. Yeah, it looks really pretty. I just looked it up. The The art style is really neat. It kind of looks like uh, if Dead Cells was in, like, three-tone colors. Yeah, it's it's a cool game, man. Yeah, the uh, animation style is really nice in it. Yeah, I think I picked it up for, like, two bucks on Black Friday. Damn, son. Yeah, yeah it's it real cheap. looks like it's ten bucks normal, which isn't, I mean, still, that's not bad. Full controller support? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it was. I couldn't get my PS4 controller to work with it, so I was doing it with a keyboard and mouse, and that just might have it might have been my my laptop being stupid. Ugh. I did. I need. I need. I need controller for. Games oh yeah, it was it was so frustratingly hard uh, on the keyboard, but I mean, I made it through a good portion of the game. It was you know, it was enjoyable. Um, so I played those two games, and then I was also I've been in like an MMO like mood for some reason, and I. I got Elder Scrolls online in uh, the Humble Monthly, I think last month, maybe, maybe two months ago. And I've been trying it. I know I knocked the game pretty hard, you know, you, when you're playing it with, you know, some people. And, you know, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about the game. Mm-hmm. It's fine, but I get kind of bored with it. I can only play it for pretty short amounts of time. Yeah, it's, it's again, that's, that's the kind of game that... Um it's not a game that I would sit down and set time aside to play. It's just like, if there was nothing else going on, it's fine. I'll yeah. turn it on. If, if I just don't feel like playing Skyrim, <laughs> you know, and, and I've never played through Skyrim because I think I've said this before where I have like severe, like open world ADD and I know I have to do something, but there's something shiny. And then I go 800 miles out of the way to that shiny thing. And then I die because it's a giant dragon. So, and then I'm like, I don't want to play this game. This is dumb. You mean you play, you mean you play Skyrim? Yeah, that's, pretty that's much. literally what Skyrim is literally just like wander around till you murder some bandits and fuck shit up the game. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, there's a story here. I've never beat the story mode on Skyrim. I, I get I've played like <laughs> I just get sidetracked and side quests. And then I'm like, oh, here's a whole village. And that guy's a dick. I'm going to murder his family. <laughs> like, like that's that's how I play Skyrim. You know, and I was playing Elder Scrolls. It kind of made me feel like, man, maybe I need to try Skyrim because everybody loves this game so much. And I see people on YouTube play it. And, you know, I have friends that are like so into this game. And I'm like, I, I maybe I just didn't do it right. Maybe I didn't. I need to get good at it. And so I'm, I'm really thinking I might reinstall it because I have like the whatever the game of the year edition, definitive something something dot com. I have it. And I just never installed it. I've never given. I gave, I played Skyrim at the very beginning, like when it first came out, and I was like, my computer wasn't that great that I was playing it on. So it, it could be a combination of things. So I'm, I think I'm going to give it another chance. So next episode, I will have played Skyrim and put. I'm going to hopefully a couple of hours into it at least, so I can report back and and give an actual like opinion on how I feel about it. That and then the other MMO I played. I know you're going to kick me in the balls over it, but I bought Black Desert Online. Why, why did you give them money for that garbage game? Because okay, so he watched a video. <laughs> no. Okay, so yes. Yes and no. All right. So I played it when they had like a free weekend or something like that. I tried it out and I hated it. I just didn't like it. I bought it on Steam sale. It was like four bucks. I was like, it's four dollars. Normally it's ten. Maybe it's a good game because I know people that really like it. So I tried it out and I actually put probably about four hours in the game so far. And I don't absolutely hate it yet 
this time, the second playthrough, and which is weird because a lot of MMOs, I feel that way. Even like Wildstar, you know, we played Wildstar for a little while, and I kind of want to jump back into playing it. But when I first played Wildstar, when they had like a free weekend, I didn't like it. It took me a second or third time to really be like, oh, this is a game I can appreciate. I even did that with World of Warcraft, when because I've I've been, I played World of Warcraft from the beta, and when I was playing in beta, I didn't like it. I forced myself to do it, but I just didn't like it. Then you know. Micah asked me to play it with him, so you know he sent me a friend invite. I tried to play it for a little while. I hated it still. Then Arlo, you know, another buddy, he's like, "Hey, play this with me." I tried it again, and I still I couldn't get into it. But finally, the fourth time, Micah was like, "Hey, play this with me," and I was like, "He he paid for a month of me to play," and I finally sat down and I put in. I I played that entire month and I got hooked. So I I don't know if it was just common, if it was just the game was in too early. Or I just wasn't like mentally prepared for it, but eventually I got into it. So I think that that Black Desert Online might be an enjoyable game for me. I just have to sit down and invest the time. And, and so far, like I said, I, I don't dislike it. Um, it's not for everyone, and I kind of sometimes wish I was playing other MMOs that I like more. Um, but after I powered through it, you know, I, I'm starting to appreciate the game. Yeah, I just I couldn't even get past the tutorials. I know, and I know you're not you're not an MMO guy. You're not a, a huge fan of that that gameplay style anyway, because a lot of it is you know fetch quests and you know running errands and stuff like that. But once you put the time in, it's really where like the the meat and bony potatoes are at. <laughs> Don't lie, Bart like Simpson is what potato. drew you into that game. Huh? That video? That video was so hilarious. Oh, oh yeah. Again, it was. I'll plug it again, but um, Monster Factory is my new favorite addiction on YouTube. If nobody has seen this before, some of the guys from Polygon, they basically just make a character in a game, and it is the single funniest thing I've ever seen. And I, I literally, I'm in my office at work watching this while I'm, you know, working on whatever projects, and people come into my office and be like, are you okay? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm Dude, laugh, it was, like, I'm it was laugh insane. out loud. Funny. I was laughing oh. at home out loud. I was just like, it, yeah, the one where they make melty Bart. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So if nobody's ever seen it, go look up monster factory on YouTube. It's, uh, I give it my stamp of hilarity. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really good. It's super funny. Um, all right, cool. Is that all you played? I have, I think I played some other things here and there. Ooh, I did. I did play. I started playing a game on my phone. Why though? Um, toilet time. Did you get hurt or? Did no, you- no, no. It was just toilet time. <laughs> um, so I started playing. Um, do you did you ever play a game called Puzzle Fighter? I suck at Puzzle Fighter. Yes, I used to get hammered as shit and play it when I was in college with people. Yeah, yeah. That was like that was like our drunk time game. So it's, it's like Tetris kind of. It's like two player Street Fighter Tetris. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. So Capcom, uh, they I guess they basically made a version of it for mobile. I was playing on my, you know, on Android, and uh, they threw in a bunch of like Marvel versus Capcom characters. So it has like Frank West, and he has uh, some uh, people from like Resident Evil and all this stuff. But it's basically just Tetris, and I- I've been playing it every chance I get, and it's actually a really decent game that I don't. It, Normally, okay, we always talk about, oh, DLC and microtransactions. It's not a game that I feel is, like, forcing me to buy stuff because I've been playing just a little bit, and I'm, I maybe have put in an hour and a half in the game, and I've unlocked four characters. So, and I've gotten them to, like, each one to, like, level four. So it's 
it's not a beg me for money game. Uh, and I kind of like puzzle games a lot. So it totally fits my like character. So I, I like it. Is it free? It is free. Um, but you can buy like chests and stuff in it. But the chests that you get from just doing daily quests are more than enough. Because it's got to have loot crates. Well, you can, get, you can get four loot crates per day for free. Well, three of them are from doing your missions, which is just like beat a guy. It's like beat the computer and you get one and they usually have like, they usually have gold in them and then three cards. And then, um, you get one, you can unlock one chest daily that has better stuff in it. And then as you go through and beat missions and stuff like that, then you can get better chests and stuff. But I mean, it's, it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel really intrusive with the loot box system, which is weird for Capcom. That's not a stereotypical thing I would say about them because they're very, a money hungry game, a uh, very money hungry developer. They haven't picked up on the EA thing yet. They're getting there. They're getting there. I mean, I, at least they're still a video game company. They're not a, a bank. Uh, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well. Well. I mean, their their background. Well, no. They're not Konamiing yet. Is essentially what you're saying. They're not just making pachinko machines. I'm sure they well, do. Yeah, well, that's just... all. That's all Konami does now is just they make you know gamble devices, like literal hardware gamble devices. Right. Yeah. They're EA in five years. That's all. <laughs> well, hopefully, EA is going to be them. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Uh, well, uh, as for myself, I finally played Mario Kart 8. I ain't played Mario Kart since uh, Mario 64. Did Mario you like, was, okay, was it Mario Kart 8 or was it 8 Deluxe? I think it was, I don't know, whatever one that came free with the Wii U, because I have a Wii U now. And oh, it's you played the Wii U. Was pretty okay. Yeah, yeah, that's Mario Kart 8. I, I, I played the hell out of it, uh, especially over Thanksgiving. Like my brother and his girlfriend were over, and uh, my wife plays games here and there, but she's not like a like a robot avid gamer. But my brother and his girlfriend both play, so we were just kind of like trading the controller around, just hanging out, you know, just throwing shells as Luigi. That's that's what life is all about, <laughs> just driving around on motorcycles. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, I haven't played one of those since, like I said, in '64. So I, I skipped, you know, I didn't play Double Dash, I didn't play any of that crap. None of the newer stuff, so I was pretty excited to play it. it. It's a good, it's a good place to come back into Mario Kart, I think. Well, and I didn't have to think, uh, you know, because <laughs> I help my mom cook uh, Thanksgiving a lot. Like I help her peel potatoes and stuff, and uh, so it was nice because I could like play one race and just hand the controller off and then go in there and do what I got to do and come back in and just take the controller back and keep playing because it didn't matter. Because um, essentially, I mean, it's the same crap over and over again. <laughs> It's a nice, like, yeah, it is a very nice, like, brain dead kind of game. Like, I'm going to sit there and experience this game for a little bit, and then I can be done with it. And the nice thing with the Wii U version is it does what I wish they would have done with way more Wii U games, and that I can just, like, if my wife comes home from work and I'm playing it, and she's like, oh, I want to watch TV, I can just hit a button and just play it on, on the Wii U gamepad, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. That's a great feature that I wish they would have done a lot more with, and, you know, because it's essentially the Switch. Really, uh, you got to stay at your house to use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's it's cool. It's nice to have that. Which, if you're gonna play Skyrim, you might as well buy a Switch. That's gonna be the best way to play Skyrim is just being able to play it wherever the hell you want. Except it's the 360 version. There's no mods. Right. Yeah. It's it looks like it looks like absolute trash and it's broke and janky, just like that. <laughs> if you want to play it? this shitty game, make sure you play it on this shitty system. Everybody loves it, but it. Um, all of this, the shit that has been broken with Skyrim for years and has been modded out by the modding community, mm-hmm. they just didn't bother fixing. They just literally did a straight port. Yeah, that's what and I was saying. Like, it's it's just the shitty version of it. 
Yeah, that's why people are mad about it. Like they like people love it because Skyrim on the go. So why the hell not? But it's just the shittiest version of Skyrim you could possibly have. <laughs> I'm ready for Nintendo to finally come out with some games. When is this? Have have we gotten a date on like when an actual game is going to come out that Nintendo made? Yes, uh, like, December okay, like, of 2027. 2027. Yeah. <laughs> when when that is obsolete, uh, Pikmin Four will come out. Right, right. It'll be terrible. It's going to be full microtransactions. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, they've been they've been good about that. So. Uh, yeah so uh but i also played speaking of games i used to play when i was drunk in college soul caliber that was my jam when i was in college oh, i used to play shit man. tons of soul caliber on like the dreamcast i always wanted a dreamcast just for that game yeah it's so fun man and i, I went to the store i picked up soul caliber 4 on my ps3 because he got, got it for like three bucks or something it was fun i just sat there i, I just knocked the whole game out. i beat it with every character it was fun. And it's got like Soul Calibur 4. It's got like this crazy ass create a character mode where you can like take one of the characters and you can unlock like new weapons and shit for them while you're playing through the story mode. How much money do all those extra weapons cost? Uh, nothing. Because they're not microtransactions. I don't understand that concept. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? Mind blowing. But yeah, you can just like you can like customize your character and then you can play like a tournament mode where you can pick like two two characters that you customized and like play through this like kind of like big ass like you know everlasting mode and unlock new shit while you're doing that it's really neat it's interesting um but it was a lot of fun i love the characters in that game i love the the art style of that game a lot uh the uh commentary is cheesy as fuck and i was like you win and shit like it's so bad it's so terrible and there's like no story even though they like to pretend there is it's just because you know, really it's just an arcade game there's nothing to it you don't um, care why this lady is beating up on this other lady you just want to beat them up that's right I want to hit her in the face with my knife. That's so all I, I care about. I never understood that. Like, why are you trying to force a story on me in games like, you know, Tekken or Street Fighter? Like, there's not a story. It's just me fighting dudes. Well, I mean, like, so Mortal Kombat's got the whole, this is the this is a tournament thing. And that kind of makes more sense to me because it's just like, here's no, why these I, guys and are And they, they did it really good, like, on, on the Mortal Kombat, like, the last one, X... They did a really good job with the story. It was actually like, oh, this is interesting. I want to play single player. I don't feel like I just need to play arcade mode because they had stuff in the game. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was the the one that had the Marvel hero or the DC heroes in it? Marvel, oh, oh. Uh, Injustice. Injustice. Yeah. Injustice is, has an awesome story. Like, quick like rundown. So Injustice was they actually did a spinoff comic series for Injustice because the story was so cool, and the story of Injustice is basically. Um, Joker uh, kills Lois Lane and she's like pregnant, I think with Superman's kid and he kills her and Batman catches him. And I guess uh, Superman just loses his shit and he goes to where Batman's holding the Joker, which is essentially just jail. And he breaks in and just, just sticks his arm right through the Joker's chest and murders him. It's crazy. Like he literally murders the Joker, like whoop, and then just flings him off his arm. And he's like, all right, no more crime anywhere ever. That's it. I'm done with your shit. So uh, Superman essentially goes completely insane and just starts flying all over the world. And if anybody like even so much as like raises their voice, he just kills them. <laughs> like it's crazy. It is insane. And that's how Injustice's story like is all tied in. Um, it's basically like that's why there's heroes and villains all fighting, you know, on opposite sides because they split 50 50. So like Harley Quinn is on Batman's side because she's mad that Superman killed Joker and it's like a whole thing. It's awesome. Which is weird. That's just that's weird to me. 
No, it's a, it's a DC comic storyline. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking weird. <laughs> All comic comics are fucking weird. Well, Injustice um, Two, the same people that did uh, Mortal Kombat X did the Injustice Two game as well. It's pretty yeah, good, dude. It looks so good. I want it so bad. It looks so awesome. I I, I love the Injustice games. They play really good. They're really smooth. They're frustrating as hell. But uh, a lot of the power moves and stuff, like Batman can call the Batmobile to just run you the hell over, like during your fight. It's awesome. <laughs> it just rules. <laughs> yeah, the little uh, breaking of bones and all that stuff. Yeah, it's sweet as hell, man. It's awesome. So I highly recommend that too if you uh, are looking for something to play. It's like a fighting game. But yeah, the last thing that I played is I, I started playing Yakuza Zero again, and uh, you know my recommendation for that game just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I love that game. So. All right, so Yakuza Zero, you're like a Yakuza who gets kicked out, and so you're just a civilian. And uh, somebody's trying to basically like pin a murder on you, and I guess that's like a big no-no in the Yakuza community. Like, if you murder somebody, it's a big deal, because you, you're going to get in some trouble for beating the shit out of somebody, but not like murder trouble. So uh, you get kicked out, and uh, it's a really deep story. It's almost like Grand Theft Auto or something, but it's super Japanese. And so while you're like wandering around the town, uh, there's all these like side missions you can do. So I was trying to remember what all I told you the other day I did, Sean. So I, I sang karaoke at a, at a karaoke bar. I, I broke up a high school girl panty ring, <laughs> panty sales ring. I pretended to be a girl's husband so that her dad would stop trying to hook her up with other people. I snuck onto a movie st- set and pretended to be the producer of a movie. And essentially it turned into a mini game where they would say industry jargon, and I had to figure out what it meant. Um, I What else did I do? Today, I joined a cult. And, oh, of course uh, you did. I, I had to do like a cult dance with them, and then I got to beat the shit out of a cult leader, which was awesome. <laughs> it's crazy as hell. Like, there's, there's two characters. The second character in it is like this. He's, a, he's, still, he's like trying to get his way back into the Yakuza as, as well, and he works at a bar, and he's, his whole thing is the customer is king, and when people come into the bar and like start a fight, he'll like go and, and he'll basically talk down to him, but he's super nice about it. And then when they get pissed off and try and fight him, he just dodges them. And you get to play the parts where you're like dodging their, their, their fighting and stuff. And then he's like, will you honor us by playing for everybody's, you know, tab here? I assume as the CEO of, and then he like looks at their business card and finds out like where they work at. Cause he stole it from them while they were trying to punch him. You know, blah, 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 corporation. You have enough money to buy everybody drinks. Please forgive us. Please purchase our drinks. And he like bows really low to like show respect. And he like always fools these people into like buying more drinks and stuff when they cause trouble in the bar. It's awesome. Uh, but I highly recommend that game. There's all kinds of weird shit going on. But it's like all this goofy shit happening in this seedy underbelly of this city. You know, it's it's super weird. Uh, at one point I had to... Uh, distract a bunch of people so a guy who was acting as a human statue could go poop so i like he's like he's like you need you to make a distraction so i like tried singing and dancing and then i tried yelling that there was a ufo and everybody was just like nah bro like you're just weird we're not gonna pay attention to you uh and then some guy came up and was like hey you're being a noisy jackass and then he tried to fight me and i beat the shit out of him and then everybody was like yay he beat the shit out of that guy and they like started watching me fight <laughs> it was awesome it's it's a super good game. It's super quirky and weird, but uh, it's really, really good. Uh, so I highly, highly recommend that. Uh, I think you can get, I don't know about that one, but I know you can get the re- the remake of uh, number one for like 29 bucks on uh, PS4. 
So uh, I highly recommend like the Yakuza series. Yakuza Zero is what I'm playing, so I do recommend that. That's like I think that's the newest one. But I didn't know this. I was watching a video about them uh, from on the Censored Gaming channel, which is a great YouTube channel. They're awesome. Um, they were talking about how it took two years for Yakuza Zero to get localized for the states, which is insane to me. Two years. It took them two years just to translate everything and to make it make sense to the U.S. market, and it's still super Japanese. Is there a lot of dialogue in it? There is. Yeah, there's a ton of it. And they managed to pull it off uh, really, really well. Like it, it reads fine, whatever. Like you can it's it's a mix of cutscenes and um, kind of like uh, RPG style, like pop up characters with text. So um, it's, it's pretty it's cool, though. Like they, they managed to keep the cultural significance in a lot of things. And some of it they have to explain because it's, you know, Japanese slang or whatever. Um, but it's super cool. It was a fun. It's 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 a it's a fun game. I really recommend it if you have time. Just go online and look it up, and just look up like gameplay of it, and decide if if the fighting looks cool to you, or if the city looks cool to you. Because the city is very neat. It looks very alive. If that stuff looks neat to you, then I would say go ahead and pick it up. All right, cool. That's all I played. So uh, I'm gonna take a quick break here, real quick, and then we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of horrible things. So hang on. We are back. So uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about uh, really quickly was, and I mentioned it last time I did a little little clip before the show, was uh, net neutrality. I think all three of us that are on the show here are going to be directly affected uh, if, if net neutrality dies. Am, am, am I correct in uh, saying that? I, I agree. I think so. Yeah. I think, Ricky, you might be the most affected out of all of us. I, I don't know, um, because I only have access to terrible internet, and it's not <laughs> given to me by one of the big companies. It's owned by a dude in a shed somewhere in Louisiana. Uh, but no, I, I don't think it'll affect me as much as it'll affect you guys because of my internet service provider. Because it can't well, get much worse than it already is. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's where you're, you're going to be pissed. So essentially, uh, net neutrality, guys, if you didn't hear my, my clip last time, or this is the first time listening, net neutrality basically is the idea that all the internet traffic that comes into your house has to be treated equally fairly. Um, your internet service provider can't slow anything down or block sites or, or throttle your internet based on how much usage you, you've used that month. Uh, they're not allowed to do that. Uh, I mean, some places can do it if it's in the contract, but they're they're not really allowed to control the flow of information coming into your house. Okay, that's what net neutrality means, net neutral. Think of it that way. Uh, essentially, what they want to do, and it, this, this happened uh, during the last uh, presidential administration, and that's why it's a problem now, because we realized that, you know, never mind. Uh, we're not going to get into that, uh, but uh, the uh, the... the Basically, uh, a couple of companies, Verizon and AT&T, got caught because they, if somebody was using a streaming service like YouTube or Netflix or they were streaming music, they were actually slowing your internet speeds super far down to keep you from doing that on the back end and not telling you about it. And this becomes a problem when they themselves offer a streaming video service that you can pay them for because essentially they could slow down Netflix and be like, yeah, that doesn't really work good, but you could pay us another 10 bucks a month and you could have our video service, right? Which they don't slow down. So essentially they got caught doing crap like that and the government stepped in and said, absolutely not. You cannot do that. That's against the law. Meanwhile, while they were slowing Netflix down for all the users, they were going to Netflix and saying, you need to pay us more money to make sure your customers can use our service. So they were double dipping. Now, if the FCC has their way and they are able to kill net neutrality here on the 14th, which should be right after this comes out, essentially what what will happen is 
any internet service provider will have the right to double dip, which means Ricky, you're a great example. You ho- you do podcast hosting, you you sell podcasts essentially. I mean, people don't pay for them, but you can make revenue off of the podcast, right? Yeah. So essentially what they're going to do is Time Warner Cable is going to come to you, Ricky, and go, if you want people to listen to your podcast, you're going to have to pay us a hundred bucks a month. And you're going to go, uh, no. And they're going to go, all right, cool. And they're just going to shut you off for their customers. <laughs> well, and I think the, the realistic thing is going to be not necessarily that he won't be shut. He won't be shut off completely, but what it'll be is his site will be slowed down. You'll have far less bandwidth than we do now. Cause uh, currently, uh, like through all the sites that I run and host, we have unlimited bandwidth. If this goes through, depending on who is hosting and what their connections are, who their um, their provider is, who my you know web hosting provider is, you know what their rates change to, you know because there's a potential, you know, oh, are, do you want to be in the fast lane or do you not? And uh, I think that you know there is that potential that traffic to websites is going to get slowed down to the point where it is going to frustrate users and they just will not go to that, those sites anymore in turn frustrating owners and creators of that content and they'll be forced to make a choice at that point is do can I can I suffer these losses or do I need to shell out more money to get my traffic back to where it was or get my speeds back to the way was the delivery to an adequate amount for my customers. And the, the problem there becomes that now, so let's say you're paying 10 bucks a month for Netflix, right? I mean, it's the price is going up right now. So I am paying 1399 a month. Yeah. Now. So, so let's say you're paying 1399 a month, Sean. So here's yes. what's going to happen to you, right? That's whoever your, your service provider is. Let's just say it's Comcast. Comcast is going to go to Netflix and say, Hey, if you want to make sure your your service works, you're going to have to pay us $50,000 a month. And Netflix is going to go, no. So your Netflix is going to be shitty even though you're paying for it. So eventually you're going to get pissed off at Netflix. They're going to pay that amount to offset so they can keep their customers. But then in turn, they're going to charge you to pay them more to cover that cost. So your prices will go up. Now, it could go a step further. See, countries that don't have laws, this is where they were getting the ideas to do this shit. There's some, there's some, I think, countries in Spain uh, that have that don't have laws already on this. They sell their internet like a TV package. So, oh, you want a news package? That's ten bucks a month. Oh, you want the social media package, which is Twitter, Facebook, and whatever? That's ten bucks a month. Like you can't access shit you don't pay for in their tiered packages. It is absolute trash. And these these companies are going to get away with it because Ajit Pai and the FCC. Two of the members of the FCC currently have direct ties back to the companies who were doing this bullshit that got caught doing it that led to the laws we have now. Ajit Pai, probably, and I, I don't know this for sure, so I'm going to be very careful about my words because I ain't trying to get sued. But if I had to guess, probably still has some retirement in one of these companies that's based on stock. So he will probably get a bump in his stock for making this happen. And if you want to stop this, you need to call your members of your any representatives you can get a hold of anybody any from local politicians all the way up to senators anybody you can get a hold of to say i want you to stop ajit pai net neutrality needs to stay do not kill net neutrality that's the only way we're going to get through to this guy because he's even refusing to look into they got millions and millions of fake anti net neutrality 
messages on their on their message boards because they allowed batch uploading of messages when they asked the public about how they felt about net neutrality. People with vested interests just paid some hacker to upload a bunch of bullshit, and the FCC now is refusing to go back and actually manually look through that list and see that those are bullshit entries. Well, and today, today they had there's uh, they announced that they would be holding off on the on the vote because there was twenty was it, it was twenty seven well, senators. They're attempting to hold off on the vote. Right. Yeah, they're attempting to. There's no promise yet. Yeah, but one of those senators was from my state. Congress has the ability um, to block it if they if they deem it necessary. I mean, they control the powers of what the FCC is. Um, either that's. I mean, that's one of the main things of why we have uh, a good three tiered system. Now, it might not work in the best way, and um, or at all. Like right now, I might like go literally the I, last few I, days. I, like I, like we literally just took 87% of a protected, what, national park, right? Monument park. And just said it's cool to frack on it. So that's cool. That just happened today. <laughs> I, I like to play the devil's advocate. Now, I'm not in support of getting away with net neutrality, but one of the things I did is because I didn't have a clear understanding of everything. Um, and I'm in support of keeping net neutrality in place. Let me give that disclaimer now. But I did a, a ton of research through the legal and court cases that proceeded from 2007, 2008, because Comcast was the one that was fined by, I mean, uh, had an injunction put against them because they were throttling um, BitTorrent downloads in in 2007. And then again, Comcast in 2008 was throttling internet for file transfers of their customers of specific amounts. I, I don't know the, every specific of it, but they were the main culprit of abusing the system and throttling the internet. Now, one of the things that happened during this time frame, since about 2005, 2006 is a lot of these big internet service providers were able to go into your areas and a lot of utilized your local government because they are under the 1996 telecommunications act. So that, you know, they're mandated by the FCC and as almost as a utility for the internet. So they were able to lobby local governments so that it reduced the ability of competition. So if you look at the problem systemically, right? So we're talking 10 to 12 years ago, you, you can tell that the ISPs at that time knew what the possibilities of this were and the ramifications were. The only problem is, is that, and a lot of times in America, and I'm, I know we're no ha- politics on, we're putting that aside, hashtag no politics on the podcast, but I will say a lot of times in America, the consumer base is divided amongst itself because they cause confusion and pundits and people don't actually research the litigation and what actually happens. They just hear the word net neutrality and then, oh, you know, MSNBC says this or Fox News says this. And they pick a stance and they dig in the ground and no one does research and no one knows anything about it. What I would say is, is that even if this vote goes through worst case scenario, right? And they take away net neutrality. It is your responsibility as a customer. And I think Piper and I had this discussion before, even if we said 70% of the people that use the internet. Uh, of these big service providers that are really going to feel the strong ramifications of this. Um, Even if 
there's 70% of the active users on the internet that utilize that. It's what 15 to 20% that actually, you know, need to do it in their day-to-day jobs. So we as consumers have the responsibility at that point to vote with our dollars. And if you put enough pressure on that, even the situations where you have to limit your internet or what you have to do to, to make choices. And there are good companies out there, especially in bigger, larger cities uh, that you can combat this with. It's our it's within our power as people and not always the government to do it because the government's not always going to have your back. And the what, government never has your back. Well, Fun fact, everybody. The government <laughs> hates you and they never have your back. It's I your responsibility as consumers to vote with your dollars is what I'm making up. If, it really if, is. If, if it's and, the worst and, case scenario. And, and, and we're, the problem is that because they have screwed us, because they use those, those old laws from the 90s, uh, there really is no way to compete now. Like the, their definition of competition is that if I can get AT&T at my house uh, and down the road, that guy can get Time Warner Cable, that's competition, even if I can't get both here. And that's, that sucks. And that's, that's the fault of lobbyists and the people who, who have political ties that were in these companies, guys like Ajit Pai. So, so if, if, if you do your research, and again, do your research. You don't have to listen to what I'm saying, but if, if you want to save the internet as it is today and not have it end up being a broken up tiering package like it is for cable, inter- or cable TV, because this is the same people trying to pull this shit. So you've seen what they're capable of. If you don't want your, your internet packaged out, uh, go to fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. Um, they actually have a script on there you can click. I want to save the internet. Uh, they have a script on there. They'll give you the phone number of your reps. They'll tell you exactly what to say. And then you can click, I talked to a human being. I got a voicemail, whatever. And then it'll take you to the next call. It's really great. It's really easy. I actually, I call uh, my senators every day, almost, uh, to remind them, hey, I'm still here. And yes, I, I want to keep net neutrality. I want, the, I want the web to stay free and open. So really, 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 it's so, so important, especially if you like this show and you like the site that we run and you like the things that we do for you. We may not be able to continue doing this if net neutrality dies. It may become too expensive. We don't make any money off of this. This is a passion project for every person on this show. Even the guys who've been in and out on this show, Wolfman Musselford, Zero Ping, this is something we do because we love doing it, not because we make money on it. So please, if you if you want to support us, if you if you like this show, if you like anything we do, hell, if you like any podcast anywhere, it's going to be a good thing for you to call any of your representatives you can get a hold of and say, hey, stop the FCC. We need to keep net neutrality. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't uh, explain enough how how important it is. Um, f- it doesn't matter it, as long as you are are actively doing something that any of these guys have suggested, whether it's you know, like uh, Nitro Weasel will say, going to five calls, finding a script, figuring out who to call, you know, emailing your local and state representatives, like Ricky is saying, you know, make sure that you're you're you know spending money where you need to, and if necessary, um, you know limiting your usage if you do not have another option um even in some areas that you are you're going to have the option you're going to have companies that are actually decent that are they're not huge companies and they are working to provide a fair and reasonable service to people like uh, in the area that i live in 
<clears throat> excuse me, I'm lucky enough to have six or seven different internet service providers. Not everybody is, but if you do have an option, do your research on who is actually planning on making shifts. Generally, it's going to be these larger companies like Comcast and Verizon, AT&T, Time Warner, um, Spectrum. But there are a lot of smaller companies that provide just as good service that are have already been outspoken about the fact that they do not plan to make this shift to a tiered package system like they're doing in Portugal, like they're doing in Spain, like they do in New Zealand. You know, they are, they're going to maintain the standards that they've operated on to this point. And, and sometimes it comes back to, to making that decision to do your research because yeah, all of us can't, they don't, we may not have that option, but if enough of us that do have that option make that move either in our habits or to a different company, even if it is slightly more expensive, but you're still going to get the same quality of service, that's, those things are going to make a, a potentially large enough impact for change, uh, or at least that's the end goal. You, know? you need to be doing what you can to maintain this way of life that everyone is so used to. Otherwise, everyone is going to be in store for a huge shock. Yeah, we cannot afford to be apathetic right now. Trust me, I I hate everything and I want nothing to do with any of these people or and I don't want to have to do this shit, but we absolutely cannot afford to be apathetic right now. And uh, I hope that you guys will absolutely join us in the fight to keep net neutrality and to make sure that the FCC uh, does not get to have that vote uh, in only a few short days from when this comes out. So, all right, enough of this gooey shit. Let's move on to the next thing. I want to talk about games real quick before we got to wrap this crap up. But uh, the game stuff we're going to talk about is also depressing. Yeah, it's also terrible. So game companies are awful and terrible, huh? And that's I would rather, I'd rather have the awfulness of what we're about to talk about as opposed to the potential awfulness. Yeah, I mean, yeah me too. Um, so uh, EA, in the doghouse again. Uh, I'm going to read you a quote here. So this is a guy uh, who works for EA. He is, I believe, the, uh, the CFO, Blake Jorgensen. Uh, Blake Jorgensen was giving a talk at the Credit Suisse Annual Technology, Media, and Telecom Conference. Uh, somebody asked him about the loot crates and why they chose in Battlefront 2 not to go with cosmetic crates. Are you guys ready for what uh, he said? I hope so. I, I, I'm, I have all of the excitement right now. All right, so here's what he said. The one thing that we're very focused on, and they are extremely focused on, is not violating the canon of Star Wars, Jorgensen said at a Credit Suisse uh, annual technology media and telecom conference. It's an amazing brand that's been built over many, many years. And so if you did a bunch of cosmetic things, you might start to violate that canon, right? Darth Vader in, in, in white probably doesn't make sense versus in black. Not to mention, you probably don't want Darth Vader in pink. No offense to pink, but I don't think that's the right canon. So this motherfucker just tried to be like, look, the reason we ain't let you change no clothes and we put in all those uh, multiplayer buffs was because we didn't want to upset Star Wars canon. Guess what? Three days later, somebody was picking through the uh, data files. They were data mining their install. Found out there was uh, cosmetic unlocks in the game. Already installed. Already there. Just not activated. Yep. 
Absolutely. Well, that doesn't even make that makes absolutely zero sense because the first Battlefront game had lots and lots of cosmetics. That's the whole loot crate system was cosmetics, and they were intelligent cosmetic things like oh, change the helmets, change the way that certain things you know oh he's, that guy got a cape now he don't got a cape. That stuff made sense and stayed within canon. Yep. Yeah, it made no fucking sense. It was it was the stupidest. I could I could play as Luke Skywalker on Jakku. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, and it's because it doesn't matter. You're playing a game for fun. We're not playing the game for canon. And yes, I know the story is supposed to be canon for that, but I'm not going to be running around as pink Darth Vader in the story mode. I'm going to be running around as pink Darth Vader in multiplayer where I want to be pink Darth Vader because that's fucking sweet. Well, the first game didn't even have a story mode, so they didn't have to worry about it. Exactly. So um, just as a side note, uh, I, we wrote an article about this over on nerdlifetx.com uh, entitled EA. Star Wars canon is very important except when it's not. There's that, if you want to weigh in on that. Uh, Ricky, what do you think about this? Uh, it's just one of those things, man. It's just, it's just one of, it's almost like a political tactic, right? It's just like, but done, executed very poorly. So it's like, uh, look over there. Look over there. Look at all that problem. It's like uh, when Trump tweets about something that's like completely irresponsible. Smokescreen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Smokescreen, see? But see, they did a terrible job of it. Yep. Pocket sand. It's um, all. It's all just yeah. pocket sand. Yeah, it's it's kind of like when you uh, when you open up a uh, a national monument for uh, all kinds of industry uh, while you're simultaneously being investigated for maybe doing a bad. <laughs> Is it kind of like that? Yeah, questionable. It, it's it's like uh, it's like saying, "Oh wait, are we really screwing over our players? Uh, don't worry about that. Let, uh, quick, say something racist. Say something racist. No." Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand. And and to pick all the things is be like pink Darth Vader. Uh uh uh. Like it was the stupidest thing to say. And it's actually like my stance on it is that it's it's literally insulting to the intelligence of their fans. Like they have been consistently consistently talking down to their fans the the entire like the the entire release cycle of this game. They've been talking down to their fans. Well, EA doesn't know what one hand is doing as opposed to the other. Like, oh, let's make up something and we're not going to tell anybody else in the company that we're going to say this and nobody read press releases, please, because we want to be as like disjointed and just clinically insane as possible so that they can't point a finger and blame us for anything. I just imagine that EA is just full of Mr. Burns. <laughs> like, it's just, just every employee is just Mr. Burns. They're just like, yes. And they're all just doing evil shit, and nobody knows what that evil shit is. But they all just know some evil shit is going down somewhere in that building at all times. That also, or it's it's like the end of the Matrix 3, when Neo w- walks into the that room full of TVs, and the, the guy turns around in the chair. That's just the e- EA CEO's office. He's just like yeah, a, that's a it. watcher. He's just in charge he's just, of everything. He's watching everybody buy loot boxes and like, oh yes. Uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, how, how much does an accountant know, honestly, about the canon of Star Wars? I don't well see, my CFO would have known all the things from my last company because he was the biggest Star Wars nerd I've ever seen. His entire basement in his house was just full of like Star Wars nutcrackers. No, but but just simply by this guy's name, I assume that his only interest in life are just cold metal numbers, Excel, and like some sort of boiled fish, <laughs> and some and some eighties German synth. <laughs> he only he only drives a Lamborghini from nineteen ninety two. It's bright yellow. 
He has like driving gloves that have holes in the back and no fingers. Oh, dude. The, dude, the, the only canon that they know about Star Wars is, oh, Star Wars 1 made money. Star Wars 2, oh, it, it also made money. Uh, Star Wars 3, hey, guess what? It made money. 4 through 7, they oh, they made money. Star Wars 2. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wait. Okay, we're going to make money. See, we're staying within the canon. <laughs> we're charging right. people for toys. How many credits we get. Yeah, so uh, also, pretty much simultaneously, uh, while that was going on, uh, Activision was like, shit, we got to get in on that. So uh, somebody on Reddit did some quick math and found out that uh, in Destiny 2, uh, the longer you played the game, the lower your XP return rate was, eventually grinding you all the way down to about 4% of the total XP you were earning at the beginning of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Now... You could speed up your leveling system to earn more goods in the game by guess what, guys? Ooh, ooh, ooh! Can you can you buy it like a stem pack in a in a loot box? You could buy a loot box. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> no. So, uh, unlike EA, Activision immediately was like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! We just watched this happen to EA," and they immediately took it out. They they removed that. Well, the, the, that was the intelligent move. That was the only move to make was just like, sorry, guys, we screwed up. Let's let's just turn that off. Except for they biffed it when they took that off because when they took it off. So they made it so that you always earned the same amount of XP, but then they raised the XP cap on everything to like 64,000. <laughs> so they made it like exponentially more difficult instead <laughs> yeah. of like an exponential deduction. Right. So it's the same thing either way. Fans were so pissed. This was going on through last week. Now, uh, tomorrow, at the time of recording this, is the day that the expansion comes out. Their last two live streams that they had planned to host to talk about uh, things that were going to be in the expansion. Canceled. They had to, either had to cancel or had to change the topic over to basically damage control. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they were tired of being sad. So they were just like, we're not going to worry about this. You know what? You know what? Though, maybe I just need to start explaining people to people like this. And I saw this somewhere. And I think I saw it on the last podcast on the left uh, message board somewhere. They were like, "Hey, when you're trying to explain net neutrality to a friend, just say, okay, the FCC is EA. <laughs> That's like the best way to explain it. We can't have that." Look, they're trying to fuck you. They're trying to fuck you. <laughs> like, cover your butthole. Yeah, cover your cover your butthole. Watch their hands. Don't get on a train with them. They'll touch you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it 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 really is. I mean, maybe if I just started telling people that uh, net neutrality is the loot boxes of actual real life things. Uh, <laughs> but then they get excited because they might get epic loots. They might get a really good internet package from Spain. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I, the bad behavior of these companies is out of control, man. And there's really nothing that we can do about it other than, and I think that this is, this speaks to what Ricky said earlier. We're voting with our dollars, right? So keep your wallet in your pants. Right. Yeah. Like my dad said. Exactly. Exactly. He said, keep your wallet and your wiener in your pants. And Sean has always believed in that. He didn't even, he doesn't even shower naked. Nope. I'm a never nude. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, EA, they, they took a hit. Uh, on their first like week sales, their uh, stock dropped, and Disney gave them a verbal tongue lashing. So they're like, "Nah, we're not trying to have that." Yeah. So I mean, that backlash from fans helps. It makes a big difference. And when people don't buy your game, you don't get paid, son. 
Ain't nobody getting paid around her. Forget that noise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we we got to stop this shit. And 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 Overwatch, the Overwatch boxes. People get pissed about the Overwatch boxes. I'm fine with the way Overwatch handles their boxes. I've spent money on them, but that's because I really like that game. I've got enough enjoyment out of that game, and there's been free expansions, there's been free new characters, and all this shit that like I'm cool with paying them again for that game. This is me. This is this comes back exactly what I'm saying. Blizzard knows how to handle this. Everyone needs to look at Blizzard and see they are, have been able to implement loot boxes in a way that is fair, that fans understand, and they're still win- willing to drop money on it. And they've had their missteps too, but I think those missteps come from what is the full name of Blizzard? What is the company's full name? Fishing's store. Blizzard Activision. But they don't go by that. They just have to go by that. Blizzard is is uh, the stepchild of Activision. They it's, own it's, that. But it's also it's it's important to distinguish though the fact that they are a they are part of they are under the Activision umbrella, but they are more sidestepping all that. Activision lets them do what they want to do because they know that Blizzard makes money. Like Ricky and I have looked at like their financials, and we can see how much money they're making. Blizzard knows their shit, and and they're more of a almost like a sister company to Activision as opposed to like a child. Like Activision is not, or it, it appears that the the glaring issues that Activision has had, they are not shared with Blizzard. But yes, I agree. Blizzard has made made mistakes. They've done some stupid things, but they also know how to rectify those issues they've learned from their mistakes. And I, I think that fans, they can see that whether it's blizzard or anyone else, if a company can identify their issues and fix them in a way to, that appeases the majority of people, fans will understand that and they will be forgiving stuff that like EA is doing and Activision as a whole is doing. They are not moving in the right direction and they are not sins that are forgivable at this point. And I think the biggest difference right there is that Blizzard has has earned their their fans' respect, whereas a company like uh, EA, they bought a, a franchise that already existed. There was no earned respect there. You just bought something that was already existing and awesome, and thought you were just going to continue to make money off. You thought you were going to print money with you know Ray's face on it, and I was going to buy it, which I would. Don't get me wrong. She has a lovely face, and I would buy anything with her face on it. But that doesn't matter. You still put out a piss-poor game. It's not even piss-poor. It's a mediocre game. You put out a mediocre game that had a pay-to-win system in it that you were going to treat like a mobile game. That's the sad thing. that This game is not a bad game, but I'm not going to get to experience it based on my my morals. Right. I want to. I want to buy the game so bad. But you know what? I'm not going to, and nothing will make me do it. And believe me, we have loose morals. (laughs) <laughs> i'm walking around shirtless all the time <laughs> every every time i go out i got my boobs out i got no morals nobody wants that yeah nobody does so uh yeah ricky you got a dog in this fight well with ea with either one of these people yeah, anyone uh, i mean i think that i'm just not a i'm not somebody who spends a lot of money on games so it to me it doesn't i, I mean i'm just I don't know. I guess I'm out, outside of the box looking in. I don't support it because I think it's just another form of gambling. And if you've seen, like I said, the first, I believe it was the first episode I was on the podcast, where games and services in general, right? Everyone's like, well, games are still only you know 60 bucks, 
that's what they no. were 10 years ago. They're not that anymore. And they figured out a methodology to systematically pull $5, $10. And you know who I blame for all of this sincerely is probably Apple, right? And it's because Apple started the trend and Facebook too, right? I, I guess it was one and the same. It was like the app store and all these microtransactions. What, what was that game? The farm game on Facebook farmville 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 is the fucking devil. That's probably the first instance I can, I can personally think of that was really like, that's what this is all about. We'll see games saw that. And then immediately you began to see the creep because they used to offer all of those expansions when you buy the game is free, you know, especially call of duty, uh, things along those lines. But then they saw the power of microtransactions and the power relies in people's stupidity in saying, Oh, it's just $1 here. Oh, it's just $1 there. Oh, it's just $5 here. Oh, I can buy these for $10 and they don't add up everything. And then they make money out of it. So, I mean, I would say everybody's hands are dirty in this and to, to neglect anything in this, in what we talked about earlier with net neutrality and what we're talking about now is businesses are solely in the business of making money. And if for one second you think that they care genuinely about you over money, uh, that ain't going to happen. Because if it's you as a customer or the, the, or the money, they're taking the money uh, because Absolutely. they can't exist. And if you're not growing, right. you're dying. I rest my We case. need to have more game developers that are nonprofits. That's the resolution. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I, I mean, we, what we need is, I mean, we, we need more groups like Ninja Theory, right? I mean, we Ninja Theory straight up turned around and, and gave all of their profits on their game for one day to a charity. They didn't make any money that day, right? They poured their heart and soul into the game that they made. Um, I, there was another game that just recently did that as well. That was uh, the game dealt with being blind, the characters blind. And all the sales on the Switch version of their game for one entire day went to a um, a group that was doing studies to to help uh, build new technologies for people who couldn't see. Uh, you know, these small indie developers can do stuff like that, and they can actually make a difference. And it's really awesome. And they're putting out some great games. I just don't think that there's any there's any reason for for these big companies to act the way they do, other than pure unadulterated greed. And greed is bullshit. And if you're that greedy, you can suck it. Cause I'm not trying to put up with you. Like I have no, I have no tolerance for greed. I've, I've no tolerance at all. If, if you have enough, if you have more money than God and you still want more, you're just an asshole. That's all it really comes down to. You're, you're a person of poor uh, moral fiber and you're an asshole. And I don't think that I need to pay you and I wouldn't pay you if I had the option. And so I won't. Um, also kind of feeding off what Ricky said a little bit ago. Uh, the Belgium uh, Gaming Commission uh, had an article go up, and there's some arguments over the translation, so I don't want to get too far into it. But basically what came out of the conversation was, hey, uh, we need to take a look at loot boxes because these could potentially be gambling devices aimed at kids. Uh, and that actually launched conversations in uh, Hawaii came out. Uh, the, the governor of Hawaii came out and was like, whoa, what is this shit B because of EA and said, whoa, this is this is like gambling for kids. Uh, you know, he, he used Joe Camel as an example in that conversation. It, it took um, it took them this long to realize that. 
Well, because nobody's paying attention. Again, it's these huge companies that are that are feeding off of people, and they, they you know they have enough money to keep people off their trail and that kind of stuff. And it's taken them this long to to have this shit happen. So, I also have an article about that called "Loot Boxes Are Gambling," according to Belgium Gaming Commission, which may or may not have been the case. And I mentioned that in the article because uh, there's rumors that it was poorly translated, which again I mentioned in the article. So if you want to check that out, go over to nerdlifetx.com. Uh, you can find that there. Um, all right, guys, closing thoughts on uh, net neutrality or uh, the, the the bad boys of the AAA gaming industry, but not fun bad boys like Johnny Depp. Shitty bad boys like Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> the the Hitler of the gaming industry needs to be stopped. No, uh, I, I think that people need to be more intelligent about where they're spending their money and how they're spending it. And I'm not saying that, you know, if there's a game that's coming out that you want to play, I'm not saying you can't buy it. I'm just saying be more intelligent about it. Either buy the game used or, you know, if you have to have it the first day it's out, just, you know, think twice before spending money on, you know, microtransactions and loot boxes and stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, maybe even take it upon yourself to say, hey, I don't agree with the practices of XYZ company. Maybe, you know, this game isn't worth playing. Uh, and also, may Predator Jesus save all of our gaming souls. Right. Yes. The great, the great and powerful Predator Jesus. Uh, Ricky, do you have any praises for Predator Jesus or anything else you want to uh, say before we wrap it up here? Uh, two quick points. On net neutrality... Like I said before, always vote with your dollars. Be more responsible citizens, and in this case, for this podcast, gamers. Uh, if you don't like something, don't support it. Don't be the guy that's like, oh, I guess I'll do it because everyone else is doing it. Take a stand where you feel you need to take a stand. That's your responsibility. Uh, if you expect companies uh, to stop doing it, they're not going to stop doing it as long as it makes them money. Um, and then the last thing I want to say is... Uh, our New Year's resolution on this podcast is to come out in 2018 with some positive <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Ricky's only speaking for himself. <laughs> no. uh, y'all can get fucked next year as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> I, I am going to continue to get older Ricky and, I will and be positive. Ricky and I will be positive, and in turn, it will bleed into Matt's dark soul, and he will in turn be slightly happier. It won't. I won't. And it doesn't. Uh, we're all, it's, it, everything's burning down around you. Everything. It's all burning down. And then uh, please uh, postmark all of your packages of Predator Jesus to uh, Nitro Weasel 3K. Uh, hit him up on social media so you can send all those care packages to brighten his Christmas up with statues of Predator Jesus. I mean, and uh, Krampus. Krampus and Predator Jesus. That's what, that's what the season is all about. Uh, so make sure you hit your kids with a, uh, bundle of sticks. Uh, probably don't want to drown them in the river. Though. I feel like that part might get you arrested. They go they're going a little too far in the spirit. Yeah. It sounds like a yeah. t-shirt dot pizza idea. My buddy president predator, Jesus, just a thought. Yeah. yeah, there we go. We need a predator. Jesus, Sean, get on that. <laughs> Done. I've already created it. Predator. Jesus t-shirt. Uh, speaking of t-shirts dot pizza, y'all can go there and buy some merch. It'd be cool if you did that because that helps support us so that when uh, the FCC destroys net neutrality, we can afford to keep this bitch up and running. <laughs> so why don't you go over there and buy a t-shirt? That would be cool. 
head over to nerdlifetx.com if you want to see all the other things we do, all our writings and musings and everything else. Uh, also, head over to uh, astropandaproductions.com to see all the cool shit that Ricky does and that uh, he's a part of. And also, uh, popcollectorsalliance.com for all your uh, Funko Pop needs and uh, all the, the chitty chat about the bullshit that Walmart does with your packages. But don't sass us about it on social media. Uh, <laughs> well, if you if you are going to sass us, be prepared for a response. For response, sassing. Mm-hmm. You guys are lucky. I'm not a part of that one. I won't, <laughs> I, won't, I won't make you cry tears of sadness when I tell you that you're not going to get to visit Raptor Jesus. You're going to or Raptor Jesus. You're not going to get to visit with uh, Predator Jesus. You're going to end up in pre- you're going to end up in Predator Hell. Be separation from from Predator Jesus. That's just being separated in half with a laser. That's right. Yes, same thing. He's gonna knife your dick, or or vagine, depending on which sex you are. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge you. I don't know. So, uh, Sean Piper, where do people find you on the internet? Everywhere. Uh, you can find me at GWS Rancor on Twitter, and you can follow uh, Nerdlife everywhere at Nerdlife TX. That's the Twitters and Instagrams and Facebook and wherever else. Maybe Tumblr. I don't know. Just just search. Just Google it. Uh, what if I don't want to? Then you're not going to learn about what? all of the goodness. What if I don't pay for that tier of internet? Well, then it's, you're <laughs> just going to get to it real slow. You guys, you guys see how sad lives become after this? I ain't sad. But I am. I'm already sad. I'm sad and angry. I take medication for that. Ricky Ricardo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Tinder at Big Harry Bear. Um uh, 79 or, or in the in the dumpster <laughs> behind the western sizzling no he he, he meant grinder uh, no tinder <laughs> no grinder i guess i use the bear thing so yeah tinder okay whatever. <laughs> but um no you can find uh, me everywhere we are astro panda that's the podcast network big news new podcast coming very soon so check out us on twitter at we are astro panda and astro panda productions.com is wait is it please say that that's going to be the power rangers podcast the Power Ranger podcast is already there. There's three no, more, three more in the reins. It's not on Blog Talk Radio, but it's on the network. Oh, I'm gonna have to go listen now. We're we're gonna have a listening party. How many episodes are talking about how pretty the Pink Ranger is? Those are the only episodes I care about. I don't know. It's it's an episodic podcast, and I think he's got a cup like a hundred and some episodes. So there's Can plenty you email of content. Him and tell him I need that episode up now. <laughs> but the pretty Pink Ranger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let him know. Cool. Awesome. Uh, and again, do you guys want to talk real quick? Give a quick plug uh, again for your uh, your your Pops podcast? Yeah, Pop Alliance pod on Twitter and Instagram. And then our website is popcollectorsalliance.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash popcollectorsalliance. And uh, that is awesome because they are going to help you out. Uh, they're going to help you not get screwed this holiday season when you're trying to buy Pops for your kids. Or if you're trying to flip pops so you can buy your kids cooler gifts this Christmas. This is a no flip zone. zone. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. But you can can find it. You can get a lot of good material there. We put a lot of stuff up. We try to put stuff out there every day because releases are coming out every day. So there's a lot of good content there. It's hard to keep up with all of the Funko universe, but we're doing a great uh, job. I was going to go into how we have to wait in line for the Funko website now, but check us out. Our recent episode came out. So popcollectorsalliance.com. 
Cool, cool, cool. And uh, you can find me at NitroWeasel3K on just about everything. Uh, I ain't going to tell you what it is. You can Google me. You can gaggle me. Uh, if you can't find me, then uh, I'm sorry for you. You're not uh, worth finding then. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So uh, I want to give a real quick shout out to all the people who have uh, joined the Discord channel lately. We've actually had a couple more people join that are just strangers. They're like, I don't know you. And they just joined in because they found us. So uh, if you're interested in joining the Discord channel, you can hang out with us all day and see the stupid crap we post in there. Uh, sometimes we, we've got channels for wrestling. We've got channels for game recommendations. We've got general chat where people are just talking garbage to each other. So if you uh, want to join in on the fun over there, let us know. We can get you invited to that. You can come hang out with us in the Discord channel. Uh, until next time, uh, we appreciate you guys listening and stopping by. Make sure you reach out to your reps uh, on uh, the net neutrality thing. Remember, fivecalls.org. And uh, we will talk to you maybe uh, next time, depending on whether or not our internet can handle it. Or if I can afford it. Or if, or if we can afford it. The answer is no. No. So uh, we love you. We Aww. love you. I mean, I don't. Goodbye. I, I, I don't love anything. You will eventually. I love sadness. <laughs> You'll learn to love them. Yeah. Predator blessings for you all. Right. Yes. Bye. Bye.